we give you glory. Lord God, we honor you. Heavenly Father, we appreciate you. We bless you because of who you are, because of what you are. I give you glory that you give to your name. Blessed be your name, Jehovah God. We praise your mighty God. Be exalted in Jesus. Mighty name we have worshipped. Before we hear the word of God tonight, let's lift up our voice and tell the Lord tonight and say, Father God, my life is available. Instruct me in your word tonight. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lift up your voice and let's tell the Lord tonight. Lord, in the name of Jesus. Everlasting Father, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Lord, we are here available for you. In the name of Jesus. Lord, teach us your word. Instruct us. Father, in your word tonight, in the name of Jesus, have your way, Jehovah God. Lord, in the name of Jesus, Lord, move in a supernatural way tonight. Glorify your name, in the name of Jesus. Lord, we give you the right of way, in the name of Jesus. Have your way, have your way, in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Almighty Father. In Jesus' mighty name, we have, we are prayed. Amen. Father, we bless you this evening. To you be all the glory. Be exalted. Be magnified. Be glorified. We give you all the praise. Blessed be your name. In the name of Jesus. In Jesus' mighty name, we have prayed. Hallelujah. I welcome you to this moment of change service. Before you take your seat, please welcome somebody by your side. Tell that person, you are welcome to church this evening. I'm so glad to see you. I'm so glad that you are here. Praise the name of Jesus. Kindly turn your Bible to the book of 2 Kings chapter number 2. And we'll read from verse 9 all through to verse 15. I'm going to read from another version of the Bible that is not King James Version for the sake of clarity and understanding. 2 Kings chapter number 2 and verse 9. After that they had reached the other side, Elijah said, Elisha, the Lord will soon take me away. What can I do for you before that happened? Elisha answered, Please give me twice as much of your power as you give the other prophets so I can be the one who takes your place as their leader. Verse 10, it won't be easy, Elijah answered. It can happen, 
only if you see me as I am being taken away. Elijah and Elisha were walking along and talking when suddenly there appeared between them a flaming chariot pulled by fiery horses. At once a strong wind, wind took Elijah up into heaven. Elisha saw this and shouted, Israel's cavalry and chariots have taken my master away. After Elijah had gone, Elisha tore his clothes in sorrow. Elijah's coat had fallen off, so Elisha picked it up and walked back to the Jordan River and struck the water with the coats and wondered, will the Lord perform miracles as for me as he did for Elijah? As soon as Elisha did this, a dry path opened. A dry path opened up through the water and he walked across. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus Christ. Okay, sorry, verse 15, I have not read that. When the prophet from Jericho, the prophets from Jericho saw what happened, they said to each other, Elisha now has Elijah's power. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in the name of Jesus. Amen. I want to very quickly speak on the subject, positioning for glorious encounters. The Lord has started with us seven Sundays of glorious encounters. So it is very important that we know how we can position ourselves in order to receive all that God has lined up or laid up for us in these seven Sundays. Praise the name of Jesus. And in the scripture that we read, we saw the story of a young man by the name Elisha who had served along with another man of God by the name Elijah. And the time came for Elijah to go. So, he was on his way. And Elisha followed him. And they got to the place where we read in verse 9. If you are a good Bible student, there are other things that happened before that time. If there is time tonight, you might touch it. If there is no time, we'll leave it. Alright? But the much you are going to hear will be good enough for you. Praise the name of Jesus. So as they walked, the Bible says, Elijah said unto Elisha, I'm about to be taken away from you. Tell me what do you want me to do for you? And the young man said, I want the double portion of your spirit. And Elijah said, you have asked for a very difficult thing, but it can happen. But this is the only way that it can happen 
if you see me when I have been taken from you, then that which you requested or that which you desired will be granted. And as they went along, the chariots of fire and the horses of fire came and the wind took Elijah away. But then, before the taking away, Elisha saw it. And the double portion that he, he desired was given. Praise the name of Jesus. I realized that, listen to me, that glorious encounters is nothing but receiving answers to your heart desires. Praise the name of Jesus. Because when you have an encounter with God and it does not translate into something that we can see or that we can see, hallelujah, in your life, then there is no proof of encounter. The proof of encounter with God is that you have a testimony to share that you can see that others around you can also see. The Bible says that the sons of the prophets, they said, Elisha now has Elijah's power. King James Version says that the spirit of Elijah now rests upon Elisha. They can see it. What was the proof? After Elijah left Elijah, he collected the mantle that fell from the hand of Elijah and said, Here is the Lord God of Elijah. And the Bible says, The Jordan, as it parted for Elijah, sorry, for Elijah, it now also parted for Elijah. You can have any encounter that you want. Listen to me. You can ask for something better than what your mates had. It is not the same. If you look at what this young man asked. Hello, is anybody following? He says, I want a double portion of your spirit like you have given it to the other prophets. He knew that he wasn't the only one. But he said, you have given all of us your spirit. We are partakers of the same spirit that you can got. I want something extra so that I can be their leader. You, that's what I read in this verse. That's why I said to you. It is actually today I know why he asked for the whole portion. He didn't want his life to be ordinary. It's like saying that among Christians, I want it to be clear that me, I am blessed. It's not a sin. It is not a sin to ask for a life of distinction, a life that is better than your mates, a life that is better than your father's children, a life that is better than your colleagues in your office, even those that claim to be Christians. 
He said, You have given your spirit to other prophets. We can see it on their lives. They prophesy, but me, I want to do more. He said, What yes, Me, I want a better result. I want a better life than this. I want better results than this. I just don't want to prophesy. I want to do the miracle strategy, the signs and wonders strategy. Not just, I don't want to stop where he stops. I want to pray step further than you. Hello? What puts your head? Hello? What puts your head of your mates is the encounter that you have. He said, I want a double portion of, of your spirit so that I can be their leader. Praise the name of Jesus. I'm going to show you about four to, I mean, six to seven keys, if there is time, on how you can be positioned in order to receive glorious encounters. Praise the Lord. Number one, very quickly, is what I call righteous dissatisfaction. Hello, is anybody with me? I realize that there is a difference between covetousness, greed, and righteous dissatisfaction. There is a difference between greed and hunger for God, for more of God, is different. Praise the name of Jesus. There are two different things. Covetousness is wanting something because somebody also has it, or desiring something that belongs to someone. Okay. Do you know what? At this time that 
that this man, this day, Paul was talking about, he had had several encounters with God. The very first encounter that, that converted him, that made him to be born again, was an encounter that he had on the way to Damascus. The Lord Jesus appeared to him life. You can read that in the book of Acts, chapter number 9. Start from the start from verse 1 till the end. Hello, are you following me tonight? So you need to be righteously dissatisfied with where you are. Hallelujah. Righteous dissatisfaction will make you to say, Lord, I want more of your glory. Hallelujah. I want to see more of your glory in my life. I want your, your glory to be made manifest more in my life. Like the young man said, I want the double portion. I don't want to be an ordinary prophet. I want to be their leader. I want to be in front. I want to be distinguished. I don't want to be an ordinary prophet. Hello? I want to be a glory carrying Christian. Hallelujah. I want to be a power demonstrating child of God. I want to be a wealth controlling. You know there is a difference between when money is controlling you and you are controlling money. Are you aware? When money is controlling you, you tell all manner of life to get it. That's you are being controlled by money. Alright? You can do anything to get it. That is being controlled by money. That is being ruled by money. But when you are controlling money, you are actually sending money on errands. You are money becomes your servant rather than your master. Hello, are you following me? Yes, sir. So you can actually tell the Lord, Lord, I want to be the master of money. I want to be the controller of money. That is the reason why I want to be wealthy. I want to further your kingdom. Because we know that the kingdom of God is expanded and enlarged. Alright? By prosperity. Huh? It is by prosperity that his kingdom shall be spread abroad. Praise the name of Jesus. So you can tell the Lord, I don't just want to be, I don't want to just be the one that is that my own needs alone. I want I don't want to be blessed. I want to be a blessing. I just want to say that said, any riches that you have that does not reach others is poverty itself. Any riches that you have that does not reach others is what? Is poverty in disguise. So you can tell yourself, Lord, I don't just want to be like every church member, bench woman. I want my life to be different. This is what Elijah said. This was what has been driving the young man that made me to keep on following Elijah everywhere. He was not satisfied with where he was. Hello, are you with me? He was not satisfied with where he was. If you read from verse 1 of that scripture, listen to me. The Bible says, now when the time came, listen, that God will take Elijah to heaven, 
Elijah called Elijah and said, and they were at Gilgal. He said, he said, today, I'm going somewhere. He didn't tell him anything. He didn't tell him what was going to happen. Elijah knew. But Elijah didn't know him, he knew. And told him, the Lord has sent me to Bethel. From there, he said, the Lord has sent me to Jericho. Each time he was trying to tell him, go back. You are not needed on this journey. Four places that they went. Number one, Gilgal. Number two, Bethel. Number three, Jericho. Number four, Jordan. Those were not just, they were not just, um, uh, what do you call it, uh, geographical locations. They have their spiritual significances. They have their spiritual importance. But each time, hello, are you there? Each time that Elijah told Elijah, go back, the Lord has sent me. The young man will say, as long as you are still alive, I will speak this to I'm going to follow you. There is something I want. Meanwhile, if you read further, you will see that there are other sons of the prophets that also knew that God was going to take Elijah. That same time, that same day, do you know what? They stayed at Ruth. And all they were telling Elijah was that God is going to take your master. It's also their master. But they were satisfied with where they were. They were satisfied with where they were. The reason why people, people's lives don't change is because they are comfortable with their situation. Uh, 
the encounter you desire is possible. A strange testimony shall be recorded by your hands before this month is over. to Gilgal or they started the journey in Gilgal what does Gilgal mean Gilgal is a place of self-separation praise the name of Jesus if you read the book of Joshua chapter number 5 and verse 13 praise God the book of Joshua Chapter number 5, verse 6 to 9, rather. Verse 6 to 9. Gilgal actually means to roll away. Hallelujah. It means to roll away. God told Joshua in the, in the verses of those scripture. He said, this day have I rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. Do you know what, what happened? It means that I have separated whatever it is that was on you in Egypt. Gilgal was also the place that God told 40-year-old men to do circumcision before they enter into the land of Canaan. What is circumcision? It is the removal of the foreskin of a man's distinct. Alright? Something is separated from him. Hallelujah. And God told Joshua, listen, today I have rolled away the reproach of Egypt from you. So it is a separation. A separation, a rolling away of the things of the world. A rolling away. Hallelujah. A separation of Egypt. To God, it is a separation from the world. To God, a separation from your reproaches, a separation from your past disappointment, a separation. God will, listen to me, if God must start something new in your life, he must take you from the old. Did anybody hear what I said? If any man be in Christ, he is a new creator. All things have passed away. Behold, all things have become new. He must separate you. He must detach you. Your attachment to the world will deny you of, a, of glorious encounters with God. Hello? Because you'll be reasoning like the people of the world. Eh? Hallelujah. You'll be reasoning like worldly, worldly people. That's why Apostle Paul said, listen, he said, I count all things but lost. Philippians chapter 3, verse 6 and 7. For the excellency of the knowledge of God in Christ Jesus. You can't hold on to the world and expect to receive anything from God. For a kindly minded cannot receive anything from God. So we need for our hearts to be circumcised. A double-minded man cannot what? receive anything from God. Very important. 
Hallelujah. You need to come to a point that God is all in all in your life. He's the only option that you have. Praise God. Number two, the second place is Bethel. Hallelujah. Just read all, all the things I'm saying. Just read from the chapter one. I, I'm just taking you step by step on how Elisha followed Elijah. You see, nothing, nothing good comes cheap. You have got to pay the price. And the problem with many of us is that we don't know when God is, is, is going to you know, manifest and, and, and change our story. So one time we're in church, another time we're not in church. I'm not blaming anybody that's not in church, but listen to me, I'm just trying to encourage you. Amen? I'm just trying to encourage everybody. But Elisha kept on following. The Lord has sent me. I will follow you, sir. No wala. I'll be there. Huh? The reason Jesus wept over Jerusalem is because Jerusalem did not know the time of their visitation. Amen. So the next place is better. That's where, that's the next place that, that Elijah, I mean Elisha followed Elijah to. What is better? Better simply means the house of God. We can see that in the book of Genesis, chapter 28, from verse, nine, uh, from verse 10 to 19. Talking about Jacob. When he ran from his father's house and he came to Bethel and slept, 28 chapter, verse 10 to 19. Praise God. The Bible says that when he got to Bethel or to that place, the sun set that his night came. So he decided to sleep and took one of the stones and used it as a pillow. The Bible says in the night, he saw a revelation. Hallelujah. The heavens opened and the angels of God were descending and ascending and he said this place must be the house of God. Bethel is the place where the Ark of Covenant was kept after Israel left Egypt. And they entered into the land of, of their inheritance. Listen to me, you want supernatural encounter. You must seek the presence of God. Bethel is the house of God. You must seek the presence of God. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. You must seek and practice his presence. And when you are constantly seeking and practicing the presence of God, listen to me, your sensitivity, your spiritual sensitivity will be sharpened. Your, your, your spiritual hearing and perception will be sharpened in the presence of God. Hello? Do you know the condition that Elijah gave Elijah? He didn't say that you cannot get the double portion. He only said it's a hard thing. He said it can happen. Though it's not going to be easy. Alright? But then this is where something in your life is going to be put to test. Whether your spiritual perception is low or it is high. Whether you have the ability to receive spiritual things. He said, if you see me when I'm being taken from you. So you need to be able to see beyond the physical into the spiritual. 
and you can't be in the flesh for you to see that. Listen to me. So, the small, small pictures that God has been giving you when you have been going to his presence. The way God has been speaking to you when you go into his presence. Alright? That is what will answer for you in the day of supernatural encounters. Because God, when he's coming, is going to do something spiritual. Hallelujah. He's going to move in the spiritual way, but you need to be able to see it. That this is God moving, or else you miss it. Many people, God moved, but they didn't see it. They could not perceive God in the move. They saw something, but they didn't know that God was there. Hello, is anybody with me? Yes, sir. They are carried away by other things, by, by, by activities, rather than by the, by, by, the, by, by the very salient, quiet move of God. Remember, when Elijah you know, went on the 40 days journey, and he was, he was in, in one place, he, he had about three to four things, and God was when he agreed. There was thunder, there was wind, there was another thing, I can't remember. There was lightning, and the Bible said that God was not in those things. I'm talking about things that when it happened. For instance, if lightning spikes now, would you see it? If wind blow, you will feel it. There was thunder, and the Bible said God was not in any of those things. When God came, you know how he came? In a still, small voice. If Elijah was not careful, if he wasn't sensitive in the spirit, they would have missed it. Do you know what? I am sure all of that why when Elijah, Elijah went to that journey, Elijah was hiding somewhere as a servant, and he was seeing the way God was moving. The God that you cannot, that you don't know in the secret, you will not, you will not see his movements in the open. Oh my God, I wish the whole world is here. Many Christians are hearing this message. Because you, don't, you are not used to his voice. So when he's not telling you go into that office, there is something which you cannot hear. You are not used to hearing him. You see, the reason you could speak and you could hear your local language is because you spent time with your parents who kept on speaking the language. I'm not proud of this. My children don't speak my language. You know why? They don't also speak the language of their mother. Do you know the reason? We are not speaking it at home. It's English, 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 English. So my children can blow grandma from out from out in America. But my own language they cannot speak. You know why? We are not speaking it. They are not used to hearing it. So they don't understand it and neither can they speak it. It works also spiritually. It works also spiritually. If God has not been speaking to you in, when you seek him privately, when he's speaking to you in the public, you will not know that it's God. You can never know. So Bethel is a place where your spiritual, your spiritual sensitivity is sharpened. So that when it is the day of an encounter, like Elijah said, in good condition of it, if you see the move, then you receive the mantle. If you can see the move of God, if you can see me, that is the condition. And that's what Elijah said, it is hard. Is it really hard? Yes, it is. Praise God. Number three. 
Praise God. Hallelujah. Number three, Elijah followed, Elisha followed Elijah to Jericho. You know Jericho? Joshua chapter 5, verse 13. Shortly before Israel, because Jericho is the border city that leads into the into Canaan land. In that verse 13, the Bible says that shortly before they enter Jericho. Meanwhile, Jericho was a, a big city that is walled to the sky. The gate is very massive. Assuming that they are going to, they want to march into Jericho. Like cross Jordan, they march into Jericho. They saw, an, they saw an angel. Joshua saw an angel that has a sword in his hand like this. So he went to the man. Who was an angel? Sir, are you for us or your Jesus? The man said, I've not come to take sides, I've come, I've come to take over. And the Bible said that the moment Joshua had that one, Joshua removed his, his shoe from his feet and he prostrated there and said, Lord, what instruction do you have for us? He submitted. Hello? After he submitted, listen to me, when he was lying there, he was giving instruction on how to conquer Jericho. In seven days after, Jericho war came down flat. Hello? Wow. Hello? You need to submit to God. Listen. Once you let God, once you submit to God, He cannot take over in your life. The reason why many of us have not received any encounter or we don't, we don't, we don't see supernatural encounters is that we know by ourselves how to handle every of our life problem. So why should God take over? Ah. Hello, are you? If I don't have money, I know who to call. If I know, I know what bed, button to press, I know exactly. The exact thing to say that that man will understand that I need money. Or that woman, as the case may be. Praise God. So, so Father teach the thing, and you know what? God knows me more than I know, than you know me. God knows me better than all of you. He knows me more than I know myself. So when I'm playing hanky panky, he knows. And the Bible says to be forward, God will show himself forward. He needs to come to a point. Like Joshua did. All the abilities that I have. He removed his shoe. Alright? He removed his shoe. And he frustrated and said, Lord, what do you have to say? That was what turned the battle of Jericho around and delivered that city to Israel. Let me tell you. At another time, the Gideon and escape, they carry back like this that are scattered where we're like this one. Alright? And they scatter their hair. And, and they carry some dust and put on their hair. So when they get to the first so the man asks, ah, where are these people from? He said, we came from God. We have been coming out for a seven-day journey. Do you want some water here? Give us 
finish on the way. We are happy that two people are coming. And we felt that we should come and, 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 and make a covenant with you. The Bible says, the Judah, I'm sorry, Joshua and the elders of Israel, they looked at them. They looked at their shoulders that are. Those men are very foolish. They look at their children and start out. They are clothes that, that, that is already smelling. They said this thing is true. They came from God. So they made a covenant with them that we will not trouble you. We will not come near you. We will not do anything. The Bible says they did not absorb the Lord. Absorption is the mother of frustration. They didn't ask the Lord. Do you know what? The moment they made the covenant finish, those men left and went back. You know the covenant they gave them. We will not trouble you. We will not kill you. No problem. Since you came from far, seven days journey, that's 24 hours times uh, how many? Times seven. Ah, they must have come from far. The moment they finished, those people went back. So to, the next day, Israel got up. The moment they moved like one hour from where they were, they saw the video that they, they are actually like people living in our world. And we are here. In the room. If they had asked the Lord, the Lord would have told them, these people are deceivers. You want to do business, you are not submitting that business to God. You think because you know it. Wow. Hello. There is a wall of Jericho in every city. It is only God that can help you to bring you down. But you need to submit to God. He is the one that will give you the strategy. Submit the business plan to God. Submit it to God. Leave, oh my God. Is anybody following me this, this night? God cannot take over until you take side with him. Until you submit to him. Your submission is what positions you to receive from God. Elisha submitted to Elijah. And listen, there cannot be submission without humility. You need to humble yourself before God so that God can lift you up. You didn't hear me? I mean, you can't. You can't. Praise the name of Jesus. So submit your personal wisdom. Submit your personal strength. Submit your connection. Let God have his way so that you can make waves in life. Joshua submitted. Do you know what? At that place was where the victory over Jericho was won. Can you imagine if Joshua told the man, you are come to take over. Take over from where? Which side? I'm the one you control here. You look like a Jericho. <laughs> you look like someone from Jericho. So someone from Jericho must be a Jericho. <laughs> He would have lost the battle and lose his life there. Praise God. The last place is Jordan. Jordan is a place because that's the last place that they got to. Hello? That's the last place that uh, what's his name? 
Elijah, Elijah told Elisha that he was going. He said, God has sent me to Jordan. He said, I will go with you. He kept on following. Praise God. I'll share this one. I still have the seven more points. So I'm sharing from one of the points. Righteous what? Dissatisfaction. The man was not, Elijah was not satisfied. That's why I'm still sharing. And that's what made him to be following that way. That's what made him to be following mumuciously. Like that. Praise God. Hallelujah. I don't like that pastor said. The pastor, they talk too much. The pastor, don't you concern you with how pastor talk. You need miracles from God. Just forget about the way the pastor here and Forget about it. You know, God receive a miracle. Hallelujah. Go there and receive what you want from God. Amen. Amen. Your business is not with the pastor. Your business is with the God of the pastor. That's the reason you are going to any church. Do they have drum set in that church? They don't. Uh, they, uh, do they have this? Uh, is it drum set you came to worship? <laughs> or the way the choir is singing? You have been listening to singing all your life. Nothing has changed. Is it not time to start looking for something more important than that? Eh? I mean, when, when this guy was going to receive the miracle, was he inside church? It was by the river. Because they parted in Jordan and they moved to the other side. Then the miracle happened. That's where the man actually asked him after the cross, not before. The way this guy is coming, he doesn't want to go. What do you really want? Go to before you. Because the way you are coming, and I don't want to disappoint you. It's not never disappointing. If you keep on following, you will see something. You will get something. Your desire to be met. You will get that glorious encounter. He will never disappoint you. Moses said in Exodus chapter 3, show me your glory. God never said, what can you do? How can someone like you see my glory? You. Who come on me? God didn't say that one. Can you imagine the distance of God and all human beings? God said, no, no problem. I'll keep you somewhere. I'll position you within the cleft of the rock. But if you cannot see my face, I'll allow you to see my back. Forget God get back. That people can see. You didn't hear me. And he said, I will show you my goodness. And God showed him. God showed him. The man asked And God showed him. You know that? In the kingdom of God, you are more precious than some of the people I mentioned here, including Moses. For greater than Moses is here. Greater than Solomon is here. We are greater because of Jesus. Because Jesus is greater than Moses. Is anybody hearing me? Then you go to Jordan. Jordan is a place of memorial. A place of remembrance. The remembrance of his covenant. If you read the book of Joshua, chapter number four, verse one to nine. Joshua, chapter number four, verse one to nine. I will say this one and then I'll be true. Maybe next week, Tuesday, we my hand, we might talk about the rest. Is anybody getting blessed this night? All right. Joshua, chapter number four, from verse one to nine, when Israel was about to enter into Jericho. They have to pass through the 
rest. I'm sorry, past to judgment. So God told Joshua, number one, let the priests go ahead and put their feet inside the water, carrying the ark of covenant. So they did. The water, the river Jordan, parted ways. The place, the ground was dry, but God told them, do these two things. Carry 12 stones from the river Jordan and put on the land on the other side. And carry 12 stones from the land and put inside the river. 12 is a number of covenants. He said, when people ask you, why did you what, what is this 12 stones that I got here for? You see, God is always like, God always like to leave landmarks for a divine memorial. He said, when your children ask you, what do these stones represent? Tell them. How many of you know Marina, Lagos? Marina, Marina, Lagos. And Marina, that's Lagos, Iran. You know, there's an American cathedral there. That church was built, they started laying the foundation in 1852. It wasn't really completed until around 1926. That way. It is a building of memorial. He has story. There is a story around it. It's a landmark building. It didn't come here today. And there are many other structures like that on that scattered all over the island there. That have their landmark buildings. When you point to them, somebody will tell you the story. There is a building called Independence Building there that was built to mark the independence of Nigeria. Same thing that God told Elijah, and he told Joshua, have these 12 stones. Keep some inside the river. Keep another one, 12, on top, outside of the river. Just mount them 12. So that because one day your children will need to ask, remind them, let the story be that God brought us through this Jordan on dry ground. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm sure that when Elijah, and they must have passed that stone, maybe Elijah will tell Elijah, you know what he told me? Many years ago, God opened this Jordan for the people of God to go to this side. So you watch now. Bam! Jordan opened. As we were going, they saw an ark where they signed it. Because that one will, will be there. So what about this one? And the twelve that they brought from the land to keep there. That one that you saw there, they brought it from there to keep, from inside the river here, to take it there. To show you that the twelve there and the twelve here, it really happened. It's a confirmation. Listen. You want to be a person that will see divine encounter. You must learn how to celebrate covenant blessings. That you must have things that you are going to refer to. Listen, if not in your life, but in the life of someone. What do I mean? When Elisha was talking about what did he say? He made reference. You must, you must have a reference point. 
Glorify the name of the Lord for his word. Give him praise tonight. Give him praise tonight. Please remember, you know what? You can never pray every all the prayer we want to pray about the message in the church. I want you to carry this prayer body home, but we're going to pray them. One one minute for the four for the four points. But first of all, appreciate him. Give him all the glory. Lift up your voice. Lord, we give you glory. Be exalted. In Jesus' precious name, we are praying. 